0: This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. Um, the Lord pressed upon me about three months ago. Um, He's just ministering to me and speaking to me. Those of you who don't know, uh, I usually seek God for a word for the next coming year, and that usually starts around the month of October. Um, but the Lord started early this year. Last year, I dealt with the theme, um, towards the end of the year about, uh, ending right. We always talk about the new year and resolution and, uh, shameless plug, my birthday is January the first. And so I always start off the year. Um. And uh, around that time, people are always making resolutions and looking forward to the year and looking forward to what they're going to do for the new year. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to uh, go on vacation. I'm going to go to another country. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to quit. I'm going to get married. I'm going to get pregnant. I'm going to get all kinds of stuff. Um, that People just make these resolutions, and they just go forth. And um, the the revelation the Lord gave me last year was you really can't start right until you end right. And a lot of people are not walking into because they never properly walked out of. Every exit demands a new entrance. Every exit demands a new entrance. When you leave somewhere, you're going somewhere else at all times. If you leave this room, uh, you would go into the street. You're exiting this building to go into the streets. Every exit demands a new entrance. But you can't start right if you don't end right. And uh don't want to stay there too long, but uh, this is why some of our relationships are not working because we didn't end the previous relationship correctly. And if you don't end that right, you can't start off the new thing right and so that was the theme last year the lord has really just impressed upon me and he started early this year to give me some things for 2019 and he said i want you to really prepare the people of god because uh, there's some am- amazing things that i desire to do in their lives in 2019 now i know y'all hear that every year and uh that's good and it's sweet and it's uh we don't got so tired of new year's revolut- resolutions and we don't got so tired of the rhyming words that go with the year uh you know i I, i'm uh, i'm coming out in this year i'm going through in this year and and those are great those are nice and uh we receive all of them but i want it to be more than just a nice rhyme how many of y'all are ready for manifestation I'm ready for manifestation of what God is saying. And uh, the Lord impressed upon me. He said, I want the people of God to understand that manifestation is directly connected to preparation. And uh, I'm seeing more and more how I have been operating at times in my life very lazily because I threw all of the responsibility on God without taking responsibility for myself and doing what I have to do in order to see the manifestation of God come in my life. You know, the old folks used to sing a song, if you take one step, God will take two. Now that's, that's not biblical, but you know, it's a nice concept. But the, the, the concept says you first have to take one step. You first have to do something. It suggests that your faith has to be in motion and operative in order for the Lord to begin to move. And he just began to massage the word preparation in my spirit. And he said, encourage the people of God to prepare for what's next. To prepare for. For what's next, get your Bibles, uh, and I want to share some things with you uh, because I believe it's time for us to get ready, it's time for us to get prepared. Uh, Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24 is going to just be one verse of scripture. It's going to be my theme scripture. It's not going to be anything that I I deal with exegetically. I just want to use this verse as a backdrop to build a platform on so I can give this message and this word to you. Uh, All right. So it's not an exegetical text. It is a text uh, that will help you to point to what the Lord is saying to us in totality. Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs is a wisdom book. It's a poetry book. Um, It is a book that's coupled with psalms and the songs of solomon uh, it is coupled with those books because they're songs and they're poetries and they're written wisdoms so here's some wisdoms uh sayings to the wise here in proverbs 24 and verse 27 is where we're going to go and i want everyone to read that with me together aloud proverbs 24 verse 27 let's read that aloud yes you can stand amen you can stand glory to god amen <coughs> You can stand. Proverbs 24 and 27. Let's read this aloud. Read. Prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself in the field and afterwards build thine house. Read it again. Prepare. One more time. Read it real loud. Read. Uh huh. Yes. Amen. I want to use for a message to start this preparation series for today. A message entitled simply, Get Ready. Get ready. Can you touch three people around you and say, Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. ready." I now need you to move prophetically. I need you to really tap in and point your finger at somebody like you, the prophet used for the day, and say, Neighbor, 2019 is going to be an amazing year for you. Some great things are going to break forth for you. All you've got to do... Is get ready. ready. Amen. All you got to do is get ready. All you got to do is get ready. Come on. Let's talk for a moment. Get ready. Somebody shout, get ready. ready. Holl on the other side of the room and somebody say, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. ready. This day was preordained of God. It was preordained of God. God had planned and prepared this day. And, uh, For me, this day was also planned and prepared for. I prepared this day. I actually, uh, Crown, prepared for this day two months ago. I prepared for today two months ago. With the kind of schedule and calendar that I have, um, I had to prepare for this day. And several things took place in order for this day to come into manifestation and fruition. One of the things that I did was after I heard from the Lord as to what to minister and what to preach, I immediately got on the phone with uh, some individuals, uh, my administrator. I got on the phone with our PR, our public relations person, and I told them to begin to create images for me that is along this line and this theme called preparation. I said, I'm gonna be ministering this in the month of November, and I need you to create images that's going to be suitable for what I'm going to talk about. My PR person, graphic designer, got on the computer, began to uh, sketch some things, create some images, shot me over some emails, and then uh, let me see them. I approved them or disapproved them, tell them to switch some things around. I don't like some colors, and he moved things around and did it just as I designed. And as you're seeing on the screen is the backdrop of what our PR person did, which happened two months ago. Somebody say two months ago. I knew what the Lord was saying, and I knew what the Lord wanted to speak. So I began to put the people in place that's going to contribute to the message. I knew that this weekend was uh, going to be a service in Charlotte called Revive My City, the movement that's happening in Charlotte, North Carolina. I knew that that would occur this weekend, but I also knew that I wanted to start this series on preparation. So uh, over uh, two months ago, I began to uh, book my ticket my airline ticket, uh, I booked it two months ago, and I bought a ticket that flew me down to Charlotte, North Carolina on Friday. Friday, y'all know, it snowed Thursday and Friday and rained. Didn't it snow, Mr. Smith? I mean, it snowed and rained, and it did all, all that stuff. And, uh, and uh, I said, I got to take a flight Friday morning so uh, because I prepared. I booked my flight, and uh, I checked and called the airlines and called the airport, and they said the flight is still departing on Friday morning. Friday morning, I caught my flight at 7 a.m. and uh, flew to Charlotte, North Carolina. I was there with my family uh, on Friday and uh, prepared for the service on yesterday at Revive My City in Charlotte, North Carolina. Got all the musicians, the singers, those who'd be in attendance, sent out the emails, correspondences, uh, met with some people, did some networking with some individuals. Um, But all of that was to ensure that I'm here on Sunday morning to deliver this message. So my round trip ticket included that I would leave Charlotte, North Carolina Uh, this morning. I boarded a flight that left at 7 730 because I was unwise and I stayed up all night last night, joking and laughing and should have went to bed. I was up till about quarter after two in the morning. Uh, I had to catch a flight at 730, so I had to be to the airport by 630. So I had to be up uh, from the bed by five o'clock. So I got up this morning at 5 a.m. to leave the house by a.m so I can be to the airport by 6.30 in order to catch this flight. Are y'all hearing me today? Got on this flight... At 7.55, flew. I knew that I would arrive because I could only catch this flight that would get me to the church by our 10 a.m. service. As this flight got me here at 9.25 this morning. Our brother Jordan was kind enough to pick me up from the airport at 9.25 this morning to get me here on time for worship. I cannot catch a flight that's going to get me here at 10.30. can't catch a flight that's going to get me here at 11 o'clock because then I'm late for our worship. So in order for me to prepare for our worship, I have to leave and to get here by 925 so I could be here for worship because I am prepared. And so I got here by 925. I was already suited and booted, dressed and ready for church. I rode on the plane with my suit on, and uh, I read over my message during the flight. I got here, drank a cup of tea that Sister Sydney made for me that didn't have enough sugar, so I added some more to it. (sighs) Praise our God. Uh, (laughs) Because last week, I had a major, Sister Evelyn, I had a major sinus infection. My sinus glands swole up like never before. I had a massive headache. I, I did something that I don't normally do. I went to the doctor and I went to the doctor and he said, you have a sinus infection my eyes were swollen my tonsils were swollen they want to take me to surgery to take my tonsils out I said, no, 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 you can't do that leave them alone uh, I have to preach on Sunday morning leave my tonsils Be give me some uh, augmenting give me some penicillin or something and we're going to get this swelling down and we're going to pray and I'm going to drink a bottle of oil, and we're going to be alright in Jesus' name Because I need to be somewhere by Sunday morning. You understand? And all of those things had to happen. So my bags had to pack to accommodate my schedule. My calendar had to agree. Whether I went to bed on time or not, I still had to agree with my schedule because I am prepared. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, there are so many things in life and in God that we are missing because we are not prepared. We want it, but we're not prepared for it. And there's a difference between a desire and actually being prepared for what you say you desire. And there are some things that the Lord started ministering to me. He asked me, he says, how many times have you asked me for things but were disappointed when they did not happen? He said, but you only met disappointment because you were not prepared for your own prayer request. And some of us are praying and asking God for things that we are really not prepared for. And 2019, I notice like I know my name, is going to be an awesome year for us. At least for me it is. But you have to prepare yourself for what is to come. And you cannot wait until it comes to prepare. You have to prepare before it actually comes get here. Look at your neighbor Said, say, get ready. get ready. When you look up the word prepare, I'm almost through. The word prepare means to put in proper condition. To put in a state of readiness. To put in proper condition or to put in a state of readiness. Are you conditioned for the things that you say you desire? Are you ready for the things that you want to receive now we all say that we are but i beg to differ because when you look at the word prepare in its original hebraic form it means to form fashion make a product by fashioning it watch this it also means to shape it to form it to establish and secure it to sustain it or it also means to authenticate it which means some of us don't have an authentic miracle if we're not prepared for it pastor Shaw how do you prepare for what is to come first of all you've got to know number 1 what you desire from the lord then number two you must also know what the lord desires to give you and then prepare yourself for what you say god is going to do for you or what you desire from god the lord spoke this word to me he said to prepare is a true activity of faith to prepare is a true activity of faith because faith is not faith if it doesn't have a target let me say it like this so you can understand it faith is not faith until it has specifics or detail you could simply pray the prayer lord bless me that's a cute prayer it's nice but it's not a prayer of faith you can say lord I need 502 dollars by tomorrow 3pm now that's faith because it's a target time it is a target intention it is specific and detailed. you are believing god for something to be exact a lot of times we operate with the lazy concept of faith because we don't tap into details and specifics and we are unprepared for what god desires to do for us how prepared are you for what you say you want from the lord okay let's put our faith into action lord i want to buy a car good are you prepared to own a car now again you want one but have you formed fashioned and shaped your life so that a vehicle can fit in your lifestyle where you're going to park it how much is insurance are you ready to pay for all changes are you ready to pay for brakes come on here are you ready to pay the price of gas based upon what kind of car you drive will you take 89 or 93 y'all understand based upon what kind of car you say you want to drive so all of those things comes with getting a car when you run down the list of what it takes to sustain or maintain the blessing you may not want a car anymore you actually may change your prayer request is there anybody in this room that's going to be real mature with me today and say i thank god that he didn't give me what i was asking for because he knew i wasn't ready for that he knew I didn't really, oh, God, put my life in a formed, shaped fashion that I secured it, that I'm ready. Oh, God, thank you for what is to come. All right, let me, let me help some of you. Lord, I, I need some new furniture in this house. Okay, that's good. You need new furniture, but you out shopping for furniture that's too big for your studio. You're looking for a sofa, love seat, and an accent chair, and all you got is a corner. You got to understand something. You don't need a living room furniture. You need a day bed or something. you You need a recliner. You don't need all that furniture because you want it, you desire it, but it's not going to fit in your life. Stop praying for what doesn't fit. God, let me take it further. I'm going to jack y'all up. God, I want to get married. Okay, now, you want to get married. That is your desire, but are you prepared to be a wife? Are you prepared to be a husband? Because there is such a preparation that has to happen in order to be somebody's spouse ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters it's such a preparation that goes along with it and you gotta understand I'm not saying that you should get rid of the desire no keep the desire there's nothing wrong keep that you you should keep that but now that that is your prayer request your life start having to restructure to fit that so if you want to be wife stop acting like girlfriend okay if you want to be wife learn the things that a wife should do. Huh? If you want to be someone husband, you got to begin to form and fashion yourself to be husband material. The Bible says it like this: Y'all know the scripture. He that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor with the Lord. He doesn't find a girlfriend. He don't even find a woman. He finds a wife Oh Jesus What does that mean That she was already wife when I found her Hallelujah You gotta already be one when he finds you But let me help you brothers Only a husband look for wives See, my Boyfriends don't look for wives her Side pieces don't look for wives He's home y'all Come on you got to have husband eyes To look and find a wife if you don't have husband eyes and she's not wife material y'all ain't doing nothing but frustrating the devil out of each other because neither one of you are prepared for what y'all look cute but you're not prepared y'all dress alike but you're not prepared you got on the same colors but you're not prepared you keep showing us that dinner over your steak and potatoes and it looks cute on your Instagram story but y'all are not prepared it is more than the look that prepares you and people have been anointing a look but people who are unprepared we've been anointing an appearance we have made the complex of Samuel in the church and because David's brothers look like a king God has rejected them but God says stop anointing the boy who looks like a king start anointing the boy who's prepared to be the king what well, with the problem with Samuel Pastor Moore Is that David's brothers look like the king that Israel just had He looks like the king called Saul Why in the world would you anoint what looks like what God rejected And people are getting another one of what God just said no to Why would you go get another one Why don't you find out and discover who's ready for me Who's prepared, my Shabbat and that's why some, let me encourage the sons and daughters of this house don't y'all dare one moment one eye of a second get jealous, intimidated or feel away when you see some of these folks preaching everywhere and they itinerate, and they're going here, there and there and they on that flyer and they got an itinerary and they on Facebook and they got their whole month calendar don't you dare feel away because you have a ministry because let me tell you you are better to grow slow than grow fast and fall because some of you are growing up too fast they're exploding, they're actually filled with spiritual steroids they don't have real nourishment and nutriment that can sustain them, that when they get to the top now the deeds they should have dealt with at the bottom are exposed, because while you were growing up to be a man you never learned how to be a boy and you're denied being a son, and you gotta understand that God's gonna process you, and it's gonna be a slow drive it's gonna be a slow move but slow and steady wins the race, come on turtle, slow and steady wins the race some of these folks got famous too fast they grew up too fast they got exposed too fast because they didn't deal with their demons while they were on the back side of the mountain God wanted to deliver them while they were in a hiding place but they exposed themselves too soon that's what we're seeing on social media too much exposure overexposed but underproduced Too much exposure. And when you are exposed and unprepared, it could be a nightmare. Success is when preparation meets opportunity. Let me say it again. Success is when preparation meets opportunity. You never want an opportunity to come and you're not prepared for it. Because even a blessing could crush you. let me say it like I'm saying I said even a blessing could crush you God called Moses to be to deliver the children of Israel and he started fussing, cussing and throwing rocks but Moses had not been processed in his spirit and allowed the Lord to work out in him that anger and he, uh, before he went too far the Lord had to take him away and take him out because if you're going to do this you've got to be prepared for it I don't know about you but I'm tired of people getting up and winging it with me. I'm more valuable than a winged. I need you to prepare yourself to deliver me what the Lord is saying. I need you to sit down and study and dig in the scriptures and of the Lord and what he desires to say and what he desires to do and how he desires to move before you just get up and think you're going to shout the church down and you're going to preach them under a chair and the glory just going to fall. No, no. Glory don't fall because you're standing up there. Glory falls because you prepared to deliver what thus saith the Lord because you have prepared yourself in prayer. Are you prepared? And I've discovered in this ministry 25 years that you got to prepare even when you're not on schedule to perform because sometimes God will catch you off guard how many things have happened in our lives that we were not prepared for you thought you were good you thought your ducks was in a row but something always happens that you were not prepared for like this week i was packing i was ready i was getting my stuff together i didn't prepare for sinus infection that wasn't on my calendar but maybe I was prepared for it because I have health insurance. Uh, right. See? So I was prepared for it. It wasn't prepared on my calendar and schedule, but I had an insurance in place just in case it happens. I have a doctor that I can call and go to, and I can get this fixed. Come on here, we can take some medication, and we can do some prayer, and we can get delivered from it. But we are not prepared because we think that we're just going to float through it. Let me, let me talk to the floaters. You better ground your feet and prepare yourself for what's next. Okay, this week, this week I'm almost through. Uh, we, we're preparing for Thanksgiving, and uh, we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna, we're gonna eat well. We do every year. Thank God, I do every day. We eat well, and uh, this year I'm gonna make my famous dressing. I'm gonna make some dressing. I'll make a pan of it, and uh, it's going to be good. You haven't had it? Oh, it's a beautiful thing. You should try it. It's, uh, my dressing is pretty good. And uh, uh, I usually only make dressing, Mr. Smith, you will appreciate this, once a year. My, my culinary skills for dressing kicks in. Uh, only once a year. And the reason I only do it once a year is because, number one, it's so expensive the way I make it. and uh, And it's so time-consuming. You don't understand. Uh, I'm not gonna give you out my full recipe, but you know I make a, a meat and bread dressing. Brother Rory, your mother ain't got nothing on me. And so, uh, I, <laughs> I love you. And uh, and so I, I actually bake cornbread. I bake corn cornbread. I don't just get that stuffing on the shelf. No, no, no. I, I bake cornbread and uh, bake the bread and and put it in there. And I gotta I gotta fry up some meat and some sausages and some turkey and some and then and then i get smoked turkey neck bones yeah i get smoked turkey neck bones i could tell you all but i that i do but i'm gonna tell you i get smoked turkey neck bones, and i put that in the pot uh with the the holy trinity of of culinary skills you know what the holy trinity is that's carrots onions and celery that's the holy trinity <laughs> Y'all didn't know. See, he know that. He's not. oh, you didn't know that? Okay, I'm teaching you, sir. And so, I know you know. And so, I put that in there with the turkey necks and water, and that got a ball to it loosen up. So, that got a ball for at least, you know, five, six hours. It just got a ball. It's just falling, and it got to get soft. And then, what I do to the turkey necks bone is I, I, I with my hands, I, I wash them, and uh, with my hands, I peel all the meat off the turkey neck bone, each bone. I peel all the meat off it, and I add that to the meat and, and bread mixing. And I Add some seasonings and some stuff in it and then I gotta mix it all. And and none of the spoons in my house really work. So I use these spoons God gave me and just just mix it up in there. Y'all, y'all ate it. It's good. My hands are clean. And so I just mix it all up in there. And just stir it up. Stir up the pot and, and just be mixing and and, and so so the stuff it won't stick to the pan. I add a little oil in there just to keep on mixing it and mixing it. And then put a little butter in it. I can give you everything. I'm just, yeah, and just and mix it all. But it's so time consuming, y'all. I don't go to bed uh Thanksgiving morning until about 3 a.m. because I'm making I'm making dressing. And and dressing is good. But dressing is only good because you prepared yeah. it tastes based upon your level of preparation and most of our lives are performing based upon our levels of preparation let me say it like this preparation is a part of the process yeah. mm-hmm. come on touch your neighbor and say preparation, preparation. it's a part of your process if you ignore the stages of preparation, you are ignoring the real foundation of going through something to prepare. But some of us don't prepare. We just do. We we weren't even prepared for church today. We here. God, if some of y'all could see what we had to do to get here. I would love to see some of y'all on Sunday mornings. I wish we had video cameras in your house to see what your bedroom looks like right now while you was getting ready for church today. How many outfits did you go through? How many things did you throw to the side? How many shoes did you try on? What tie didn't go with what outfit? How many? I'm not wearing this. No, I'm going to wear this. I'm the, I think I'm going to put this on. No, this is going to be hot. No, pastor, I ain't going to turn the heat on in the church. So I'm going to put this on. So. And so you decided this morning to get up. Church started at 10 o'clock. So you decided to get up at 9 o'clock because you convinced yourself that you can get dressed in 30 minutes. And I can get to the church in 15 minutes and I'll be early. And you still got here at 1130 because you was not prepared. Your heart was in the right place. You wanted to, but you weren't prepared. You know what's the enemy of preparation? Procrastination. This is the demon I want to cast out of us. The spirit of procrastination. Here's what the Lord gave me. I want you to listen to this very carefully. He said, procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another chance to do tomorrow what he gave you the chance today to do. Let me give it to you again. He said, procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another chance to do tomorrow what he gave you the chance to do today. procrastination, it can wait, I'll put it off. Mm -mm. It doesn't work. How many of you students while in school procrastinated when an exam was due, a paper was due and you forced yourself to cram the night before. You passed, you got through it, but you crammed for it because you didn't really prepare yourself. But now you're convinced that you're better in performance at the last minute. It's not true. Your professional procrastinator. We've missed out on blessings because we weren't prepared for what we asked for. But we need to become more prepared. How do we prepare? I suggest that you become a paper pusher. I'm almost through. A paper pusher, P A P E R. It stands for proper attention to preparation ensures results you got to be prepared. Proper attention to preparation ensures results. When you pay attention to getting ready and getting to the place of preparedness, then you are ready to deliver what God has you to deliver and to be delivered to you what he's prepared to give you. Here's what one writer said. uh, 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 Abraham Lincoln said this. If you give me six hours to cut down a tree, I'll spend the first four hours sharpening my axe. If you give me six hours to cut down a tree I'll spend the first four hours sharpening my axe what so many people do is they concentrate on the results but not on the preparation steps that it takes in order to get the results this is why many of us are met with disappointment Uh oh and this is why many of us are are really frustrated in our spiritual walk with God because we're so disappointed that we're not getting the results we're looking for but the only reason we are not getting results is because we are unprepared. If you prepare yourself better, if you prepare yourself more sharply, you more likely will see what you're looking for or looking to see or meet your goals. The difference between wanting something and preparing for something, to want something is to just have a desire, but to prepare means to take action. Preparing is the execution of the plan. You can have a plan, but if you don't prepare what the plan says, you'll never see the promise. Okay, I plan on doing this, I plan on doing that, I plan on going here, I plan on going there. Okay, that's nice, that's good, that's a good plan. To prepare is to take action with the plan. I prepare in 2019 to go to a country that I never went to before. This is a good plan, nice plan, okay? To prepare is to book the ticket. To have a plan is to tell us what you want to do and what you're going to do and what the plan says that you should do and the steps that it takes. But to prepare is to literally move into action as to say, what does it take to execute this plan? This is where we failed, ladies and gentlemen. We are unprepared. You actually can plan. But never prepare. Mm, and there are many people that have journals with plans. But no evidence of preparation. I plan on going back to school, Ms. Roosevelt. I plan on going back to school. And I want you to help me. And I want you to get me in the right school. And I want you to get me in the right class. And you tell them, go fill out that application. And they do nothing. nothing. You're not prepared. You don't want to go. You don't want, so then none of us can really believe your plans because you've never executed preparation. So we think that you're a walking liar because you got all these bright ideas. You're a wishful thinker, but there's no execution of preparation. All that talk, what are you doing? Are you prepared to be wealthy? Are you prepared to be debt free? We can tell by your Christmas shopping this year. Are you you really prepared for what you say you desire? What action are you taking to walk in that? Here's the things we need to prepare for, and I'm closing. Thank you, Jesus. Next week, I'll finish this, because this is good. We need to prepare for work. Y'all got to go to work tomorrow. When I was growing up, Mother Shaw taught us, and some of y'all taught the same thing, you just didn't continue the lesson, to prepare the night before. We actually got to a place where my mother taught us to prepare for the whole week. We would iron every outfit, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We knew what we went. And that was back in the day where, you know, it was safe to wear the same outfit two days, you know. They don't, do, they don't still do that? Y'all don't remember that? We used to wear the same outfit to back to back, you know, because you take a bath in the morning and you take a bath at night. You can wear that again tomorrow buying all these clothes. Now y'all want to impress them in school. School is a fashion show now. So y'all got to wear different outfits every day. No, no, no. We didn't do that. We wore the same outfit we wore yesterday today and then it went into the laundry. And, but we put out all of our clothes for the week. We already knew what we were wearing, and, and and it was already prepared. So you didn't have to fumble in the morning because you hardly didn't want to get up in the first place. You didn't have to fumble in the morning. You already knew what you were wearing. How prepared are you for work and you fighting that they don't pay you enough and they need to give you a raise? And you could be the supervisor by now, and you could be the regional director by now, but because you're unprepared every day, we all see it. You're not prepared for what you want. You have to prepare for work. You're a child of the Most High God. You walk in there with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, who is chief intelligence, and makes you the cream of the crop. So why are you looking in shambles? Why is your shirt wrinkled? Why are your shoes turned over? Why your hair look like that? And you a believer? You look like you unprepared look at your neighbor and say stop going to work looking defeated look like you got the victory stop going to work looking come on here I'm tired of the saints looking like a pot of poverty get the devil out of here we gotta look like we got victory like he died for us and rose again for us don't come in here looking defeated you got Jesus rebuke the spirit that makes you dress up on Sunday morning but on Monday at work you look like a hobo. I bind you demon no no you ain't gonna dress up for church and don't dress up for the rest of the week put your clothes on look important look dressful like where you want to go and not like where you came from you shouldn't look like what you went through sorry I fussed Look at your names that don't look defeated. Look like you got the victory. Prepare for work, prepare for school. Parents, get your children to the place that they prepare for school. Where's your pen, your paper? Where's where, where are your things? Where are your tools? Where's your book bag? What do you mean you're going to school and you don't have a book bag? What kind of school is this we're going to? We don't have book bags and we don't have homework. Where's your books? Where is it? I know you had to log on and do an assignment on the computer, but where's the other stuff you got to have? Are you prepared to go to school? This is why they flunk it. That's why parent teacher conference, you heard what you heard last week. It's because they're failing, because they're unprepared before you leave the house, eat a sandwich or drink, uh, drink some orange juice uh, eat a croissant or something, get something on the way to school so you can have something in your stomach so you can pay attention while you're in class because part of preparation is making sure you eat healthy so you can perform in what you gotta perform in, you're not prepared because you hungry I had to rebuke and by myself because I used, you know, I, did, I would go all day and not eat, I would possibly maybe eat one meal a day because I only eat, I looked at food as a reward. I had to change my psyche. My psychology was jacked up. I looked at food as a reward. You can't eat until you finish all your work. I'm like, why are y'all eating? We ain't finished. We got more work to do. We got stuff to do. Let's, do. Let's go to work. Work. Come on. I'm cracking whips. We got to work. So I looked at food as a reward. You don't eat until you finish working. I didn't look at food as fuel to keep working see and so I had to change my psyche and I had to change my mentality because I needed to eat so that I can execute promise because eating was the part of the preparation you're unprepared for work you're unprepared for school let's go here you have to prepare for worship I like the Jews right here the Jewish custom the Jewish culture here I love it I don't care what store they own the day before Sabbath they shutting it down early because they have to go into Sabbath they're going to go into their sabbath and so whatever is going on whatever sale is happening because you running late from work is not the Jews problem they are going to close that store because they are prepared because they know they can't turn lights off and on at a certain time they can't work certain electricity they can't do certain work during the Sabbath so they're gonna close their stores and they will do watch this the day before worship they will start preparing they will start shutting their lives down because they know that worship is is about to come to them. How prepared are we for our worship? How ready are we to give God glory? Some of you can't worship in church, not because you don't want to, but because you're too tired. Because you hung out all night last night. Hallelujah to God. And and now you're exhausted. Pastor, I want to, but I'm tired. I just can't. I can't move. I can't lift the feet. Just preach and prophesy to me. And now you want to wear me out because you're unprepared. And that's exactly what unprepared people do. They want everybody else to run to their emergency because they were irresponsible but I will not run to your beck and call because you didn't prepare and I pray. Let's like act like the five foot virgins. Go get some oil and buy for yourself. You gotta prepare for worship. Now, if, you, if you're not like me, if your building makeup ain't like me, well you can stay up to 2.15 in the morning and still come and deliver and go forth, then don't do that. If you know you're not a nighthawk, go to bed. Why are y'all up? Why are you trying to impress somebody? Go to bed. I need to watch this movie. Go to bed. What, you need to prepare for worship. You're going to be tired tomorrow and you're going to pay for it in the morning. And now you can't give God what's due him because we're unprepared. And usually when you want to give God something, it's nothing like a distraction that will come. Because I discovered something. When the devil can't destroy you, he'll distract you. When the devil can't destroy you, he'll distract you and he'll put something. He said, I know I can't stop him from going, but I'm going to slow him down and I'm going to put something in the way and I'm going to mess something up. And so even sometimes when you are prepared, stuff still happens. Sometimes even when you prepare so you can lay out your whole outfit and when you decide to put it on, it still don't work. You got to be prepared. Watch this for even the bumps in the road. Hallelujah. One writer said like this, prepare for the worst, Uh, uh, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. You got to get so prepared that even if the hiccups occur, I can keep it moving I can keep it moving are you prepared for worship here's the last thing I'm dealing with and we're going to drive this home you have to prepare oh Jesus say it Lord you got to prepare to live right this one God really blessed me with this one because he said some of you are struggling to live right. You really desire to live right. Your life is just not prepared to live right. Because as soon as you decide to live right, the other measures that you still have in your life pops up. So you try to live, oh, Lord, I'm going to live right. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to live holy. And you turn on your gospel music on your iPod and your phone and your playlist is going, but you forgot it was on shuffle. And because it was on shuffle, it went from a gospel music to an R&B music. Oh, Lord, you got set back. See, your life is not prepared. And all of a sudden, when you was trying to do it and trying to go forth, because there was no prepared measures in place, all of a sudden a setback comes in because you did not exclude, of those things that take you off track from living the life you say you want to live before God you got to prepare to live right living right doesn't just happen ladies and gentlemen you have to work at living right you got to work out your soul salvation with fear and trembling I'm not just saying music is your problem I'm saying what is it that you need to begin to eliminate from your life to prepare your life to live right before God are you prepared to live right well I ain't prepared to live right because I ain't ready to say no to them yet. Because saying yes to God is saying no to some somebody else. <sighs> saying yes to his will is saying no to your own will. Are you prepared to live right? You want to, but a desire is not enough. You have to put action into it. God said 2019 is going to be an amazing year. But in order for us to meet what we say we want we're going to have to get ready we're going to have to get prepared here the text and this is where i close it the text admonishes us in proverbs 24 27 he says prepare your work on the outside make it fit for yourself in the field and then build your house you're trying to build but you're not prepared and if you build within an unprepared state your house is going to fall i'm going to save you from disappointments in 2019. you're going to meet more goals than you've ever done in your life because before you make another move to execute another plan you're going to execute preparation you're going to get yourself ready you're going to get yourself ready you're going to get your your mind ready your heart ready your spirit ready you're going to get your relationships ready you're going to get hallelujah everything that's connected to you i mean your children your spouse your money it's all gonna get ready because even even when you want to spend money if you go to the store without a budget you're gonna overspend but what a budget is is a preparation of finances because you've allotted. I must spend this much on this and this much on this and this much. And, and when and when they go to the store, you go to the store and they tell you how much something is, and it's above your budget. You tell them, "I wasn't prepared for that. I'm, I'm not prepared to pay that price." So that has to stay in the store, or you have to find something else that's more suitable to your budget. But stop operating outside of the place called preparation. It's irresponsible and it suffers nothing but disappointment i'm not prepared for it i'm not prepared for it i wasn't ready it happened it opportunity came but i wasn't ready you don't want it to be said that when opportunity came knocking you wasn't ready for it lord prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true i want to be ready for what's next let me speak this and here's that there's the close i prophetically announce over your lives that 2019 you're going to behold some of the greatest miracles that your eyes have ever seen you're going to experience and see debt elimination you will see debt reduction but you will eventually see debt elimination you will move into new tax brackets you would move into new financial economic places you will begin to even shift your life and step into regions of great influence and affluence where you are the final voice over deciding matters the lord is going to begin to shift you into places of influence where others come to you for advice and counsel And the Lord is going to position you to the place that you are able to move lives and people into the flow and the direction of God's will. 2019 you're going to be to see dreams that you've dreamed about 10 and 15 years ago unfold things that you have prayed to God seasons about 2019 is going to be the harvest of those seasons and you're going to see trees sprout up of prosperity and abundance you're going to see roots and fruits sprout up of, of abundance that God has promised you some years back generational blessings are going to begin to unfold themselves in your lives and you're going to hold them in your hand and you're going to be holding with your very eyes. God said I will begin to open up doors for you that no man can shut and I will shut doors that no man can open 2019 shall be the year where your feet are measured and they are weighed by the spirit of God and they begin to walk into the places that have been preordained for you and you will not stumble neither shall you fall but your steps have been ordered saith the Lord into the destinies and the purposes that I have assigned for you even before you were formed in your mother's Womb, God said, "I knew you, and I've already created a track and a stream for you, and you shall walk thereby, and you shall walk therein, and you shall walk according to how I've measured you and how I've weighed you," saith the Lord. And God says, "And you will see it unfold and unravel in 2019. You will see blessings overtake you, for the Father says that I'm sending the blessing to chase you down in 2019. It would overtake you. It is hunting you. It is looking for you." The blessing is chasing you down and it's going to overtake you from behind and it's going to weigh upon your shoulders but it shall not be a burden because you have prepared and fortified yourself to get what I'm preparing for you. Even like unto the man David that when he fought the the giant Goliath he was prepared to fight the giant because he already defeated the lion and the bear. And the Lord says unto you today that the trials that you have endured have been trials of preparation. The trials, the things that cause you to cry, the things that cause you to feel bad, the things that cause you to feel depressed. God said, I use them. I use the tribulation to prepare you. You have been prepared in the storm. You have been prepared in the cave. You have been prepared in the wilderness. You've been prepared on the back side of the mountain you've been prepared even in the place of isolation but the Lord says now I call you forward and I call you out and you will begin to see it unfold for you but now 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 do not wait until the new year comes but now prepare yourself take the first step of the process and prepare yourself for what I'm about to do in you prepare yourself get your house in order get your things in order get your finances in order get your mind in order shift your relationships and prepare for what you have asked me for for you will begin to see it unfold for you. Get ready men of God women of God there is another elevation that is going to take place and the Lord said you must prepare for elevation. You must prepare for promotion for I'm going to take you to another level and even to another dimension. He said but no promotion does not come from the east or the west but promotion comes from me but I need you to prepare your house I prepare yourself for what is to come, just as when I told Israel, saith the Lord to prepare their homes when the death angel was coming, I tell you to prepare your house because I'm about to do a shifting and a shaking, when I told them to put the blood on the post of their door, that was the preparation of their house to prepare for my visitation and the Lord says unto you that something is coming to America and I need the house of God to prepare something is coming to the soil of this nation and you must be prepared For what I'm about to do For when the shaking comes You must be grounded When the shaking comes You must be rooted You must find a place That you can hold on And hold to For when I cause the shaking Of this nation You will begin to see Yes Lord you begin to see my hand move you begin to see The winds of my breath blow And you will know that it is me But because you are prepared You will not lose But you shall get yes Lord I will take the handle of this country by Florida I will take the handle of this country by Florida and I will spin it again I will spin America like the handle of Florida and I will cause a spinning to occur and those of you who are not established settled and fortified you will shake with the spinning you will fall with the spinning but those of you who are prepared you will know that I am God and you will be see abundance and you begin to see addition and multiplyings and blessings shall follow you and overtake you because you are prepared for what is come next you are ready for what is to come now 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 I say prepare your spirit and prepare your heart for I shall do a new thing in you and it springs forth even now good things God things are occurring even now you will see it you will walk in it you will hear it you will take it you will hold it in your hand it is my doings it is my happenings prepare prepare yes lord prepare saith the lord prepare Zion, put on your strength, gird your loins, gird up yourselves, get ready for what I'm about to do. Get ready for what I have promised you. It's about to unfold, it's about to come to pass. Say of God, I need every person in this place. Lift up your hands in this room, lift up your hands, open up your mouth, and prepare your spirit, prepare your heart, even in worship. Prepare it. That's it, come on, come on. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.